0: Combin on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now let's get started! Hey, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of Instagram Growth Podcast. Today, I'm talking to David Meltzer, co-founder of Sports One Marketing and host of the Entrepreneur Podcast, The Playbook. He's also a top 100 business coach, public speaker, and three-time best-selling author who has been honored by Variety as Sports Humanitarian of the Year, and he's also recipient of the Alice Island Medal of Honor. I'm so excited to be talking to someone who is Forbes' top ten keynote speaker, and it's an honor for me to have you today here, David. So, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. What a great way to spend a few minutes to help people, and uh, hope everything's going well over there.
0: Uh, that's cool. So, could you tell me a few words about yourself, please? Where are you from, and what is your main occupation right now?
1: Sure. Uh, I live in Southern California. I Have offices in Orange County in New York. Uh, my main occupation. Uh, is a personal brand now. So I do a variety of different things from a TV show called Elevator Pitch to my podcast called The Playbook to personal coaching and development, executive coaching, one of the top coaches in the world. Uh, I also speak around the world, as you suggested. I write books. But all of the things that I do, whether it's you know one of those things or Instagram or LinkedIn or any of the content that I put up there is for one purpose. And I'm on a mission Uh, To impact a thousand people like you, Anna, that will impact a thousand people to impact another thousand people to be be happy. So over a billion people, I figure I got about another 60 years here. uh, I want to impact over a billion people in my lifetime simply to teach them the tools, the values, the pragmatic devices in order to effectuate happiness.
0: That's really cool. And do you uh, have a mentor? So for me and for the audience, you are kind of a mentor. Yes. And you yourself, do you have a mentor? If so, who is it?
1: Yeah. So I always have three mentors. Oh, three mentors. Uh, yeah. People that sit in the situation that I want to be in. My first mentor is Dr. Meeta Singh. Uh, she's a sleep coach. And, you know, most people don't focus in on sleep. It's a habit that we all share. In fact, it's the number one habit we all share, and we spend the most time on it. So I wanted to have a mentor to teach me to get the most out of my sleep, the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious well-being that's created and expanded upon while I sleep. The second coach that I have is a gentleman named Blaine Bartlett. He's a world business coach, and uh, in his 70s, well-experienced, successful business coach to help me pragmatically make key decisions that blend both my pragmatic business sense with my faith, uh, my spirituality. And he is an expert in that uh, form as well. And then my business partner, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon, is one of my business coaches as well, teaching me the majesty of calmness. Uh, you know, Trevor Ford, Russell Wilson, Warren Moon uh, to me are the experts of living at center and being at peace. And considering my life mission is to help other people be happy, Uh, being at center, being at neutral, uh, and being calm is uh, certainly an attribute of that. And having the greatest mentors on earth to help me help other people with that has been an extraordinary benefit. So right now, those are the three mentors. I'll continue to add and subtract mentors determined upon my personal experiential giving and receiving values.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. And, uh, you know, today we're talking about the stage theory. So can you please tell me more about this stage theory? So what is it and how did you come up with the idea of this stage theory?
1: So I have been branding and marketing so many people in person in a traditional sense for years and years. I ran the most notable sports agency in the world. I ran one of the most notable sports marketing companies in the world. And as the last three years have evolved, I noticed that It's one thing to have an interview. It's one thing to stand on a stage. It's one thing to have a meetup, a coaching session, but we can take it to the next level. And so as Shakespeare said, "You know, the whole world is my stage, I took that to heart. And I said, wow, the real power in what I do, whether it's this interview with you, Anna, or standing on stage in front of 70,000 people, the real power of what I do is capturing it modifying it according to where it's going to be amplified, and then perpetuating it. And all three have different strategies and values in order to carry a message, in order to build a brand, in order to empower people, to empower other people, all of the different things, or in order to have a business, right, to monetize it. Uh, So everything that I do took on a whole nother level because of the stage theory. And I teach the stage theory and coach people on understanding the power of the fact that you could do a Ted talk and you can have, you know, a hundred people at the Ted talk and they can tell you how wonderful it is. But if you, edit it, meaning modify, amplify it, and perpetuate it in the right ways according to TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, et cetera. And they all have to be modified in different ways, taking the best nuggets, knowing the best audience, the strength of your signal according to the medium, the spectrum of your signal, and the clarity of your message according to your audience. On those different platforms, you could have millions of people watching your TED Talk and having a greater impact.
0: So there are four steps, capture, modify, amplify, and perpetuate, right? You got it. So uh, can we use somehow these four steps or the stage theory on social media?
1: Yeah. So, for example, on Instagram, we're going to capture a video with the camera vertical. We can use, in fact, not a camera. We can just use our iPhones. Yeah. We do it vertically. And we'll usually keep an Instagram video, you know, under a minute. So it's a different way of capturing it. Then we can modify it I'm using Premiere right on my phone or any other editing to make sure that it's to you know, the Instagram audience, which you know, ranges for me for 15 to about 40 now are the Instagram audience. And then the topics uh, will be according to you know, what best appeals to that Instagram audience. And so I'll capture it in a certain way. I'll modify it in a certain way. I'll amplify it. Uh, to a certain audience. And then knowing how perpetual it is, meaning how long will it last, whether I post it on my story or other people share it, or I have it live, depending on how I want to perpetuate it, that determines how big of an audience and the bigger the impact it'll have. And where YouTube, for example, I, you know, get great results with a two hour video, you know, and build a bigger audience with a two hour video on YouTube that is completely captured with professional cameras, modified with professional editing, amplified onto YouTube with certain titles and words. SEO plays a much bigger role in, in YouTube as well. And then bigger and most important is I have to have a whole strategy because YouTube lasts for life. So there could be kids, you know, today that love my Instagram. And then when they're 40 years old, they are building businesses, and they want to see instructional courses and other things that I put on YouTube and speeches, longer workshops, and they will go to it 20 years later and I can build that audience even if I'm not here.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh, do you use like this stage theory every time when you create content for your social media?
1: Yeah. So anytime I'm creating social content or media content, I use the stage theory every time I have four different strategies. How are we going to capture it? How are we going to modify it? How are we going to amplify it? And how are we going to perpetuate it? And I think that's what's created the quicker acceleration that I've had and success that I've had. That's based off of a different audience, not based off of followers at all. Because I'm taking the approach of the stage theory, I'm looking for ambassadors, people like you, Anna, that are truly interested and want to really move and impact other people from what they learn from what I do. I'm not an entertainer. You know, I don't sing. i I not, uh, uh, you know, I don't do pranks and and things like that. I'm a person that wants to educate, empower, and impact.
0: I think actually this is even more important than entertaining people value. This is something that you should always provide your uh, followers on Instagram, uh, friends on LinkedIn, Facebook, so everywhere on social media. So this is value. Okay. One
1: thing just to help uh, everyone too, whether you are an entertainer or you want to inspire people or empower them or impact or educate. The one thing I think we all have to be cognizant of is try to be as truthful as possible. What really resonates with people is don't stand in front of cars you don't own. Don't oversell, back-end sell, lie, manipulate and cheat people and create things that aren't real. It's only perpetuating the wrong energy and the wrong cause.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, can you give me some more examples of how you use uh, the stage theory or maybe some of your friends?
1: Yeah, so I, I'll do uh, meetups. Uh, either with friends uh, or with people I don't know. And I, I do them almost every week. And I'll always have someone capturing them in different formats. So on the cell phone, professional cameras, different cameras, different lighting. Uh, and it's just a meetup of a and a of friends. And we get together and they invite other friends that I don't know. But I really want to keep my pulse on how I can be of service, how other people can help me. And then the exciting thing is I might have, you know, 50 people at a meetup. Uh, and then through that, distributing it, the pieces of the q and that are aligned with LinkedIn, the pieces that are aligned with Instagram, I may put the entire meetup uh, and modify it for YouTube. Uh, of course, TikTok, there may be a short little segment for younger kids that I talk about something that'll resonate. You know, I, I consider TikTok for me, it has two strategies. One is to plant seeds under trees that I'll never sit under, meaning I, I want kids to think about things, and I really have no impact, but it's just a maybe a first exposure to, to gratitude or accountability or something I'm teaching. But there is 10% of uh, TikTok audience that are people that I do want to impact. So I have to have two different capture theories to address an audience, whether I'm addressing a 14-year-old that may not understand everything, I'm just planting a seed, to somebody that i'm actually growing a tree from
0: oh i wish i could be a member of some of your meetups
1: Actually, always invited. join my community well you all invite all over the world i do oh,
0: thank you thank you for invitation and you were talking about ambassadors so what exactly does that mean and why it's important to work with ambassadors
1: yeah so an ambassador is someone that will impact other people from your ideas it's not a follower you know a follower is worthless to me because they may not even be listening or impacted by what I say. But in my strategy, when I created my brand was if I could just get two ambassadors a year, an ambassador is someone that's out there saying, hey, Dave Meltzer's ideas are great. Let me share them with you so you can share them with others. And if I could get two people a year that will share that with two people, that will share that with two people, the numbers over 20 years get extraordinary So instead of, I didn't care how many followers I have, I know that if I can carry this uh, philosophy and math, you know, five years is 64 people getting 64, 10 years is 2,000 getting 2,000, 15 years is 64,000 getting 64,000. And in 20 years, when I'm 70 years old, I knew I would have 2 million people impacting 2 million people, impacting 2 million people. That's significant. Uh, I've been blessed though, by taking my, intentions off of the outcome where I don't care about how many followers I have. I've been able to have multiple of ambassadors. I'm far ahead of the curve and it won't take me 20 years to get the 2 million ambassadors.
0: Okay. And I have another questions about influencers. So influencer also is a person who, uh, who has some impact over his audience. So do you work mostly with ambassadors or influencers?
1: So, Uh, An influencer can be an ambassador, but an influencer also can be an entertainer, right? And some influencers work at a higher vibration. About 13% of the influencers that I see out there work at a high enough vibration uh, towards the truth. Uh, that I like to work with those influencers because they're also ambassadors. Um, and then the 87%, I like to speak and plant seeds too to hope and hope that I can help develop them and raise their awareness and their vibration so they can become an ambassador. Uh, so all the people on the spectrum, whether you know you're a follower, an influencer, an ambassador, I'm interested in making sure that I'm either planting seeds, watering seeds, or helping grow the trees to produce more fruit.
0: Okay. Interesting. And where do you get your best ideas for cooperation?
1: For cooperation? Yeah. Yeah. History. So um, my best ideas come from history uh, with cooperation. Human nature never changes. So the more I study study history, uh, knowing that human nature never changes, I get to read about human nature in a variety of different circumstances, time, uh, space, all different matter taking a quantum approach a metaphysical approach to understanding how people utilize their emotion to manifest what they desire so for me cooperation i'm deliberate about studying uh history and human nature uh utilizing a lot of spiritual and religious texts and studying all different types of spiritual religious texts to help with the unification because in order to cooperate or collaborate We have to be unified, and I always look for things that are separating us to help people heal that and bring us back together, create a bond of gratitude, a bond of forgiveness, a bond of accountability, and most importantly, clearing the connection in that bond so that inspiration can come through me with appreciation for others.
0: Okay. And if uh, something in your work, in your business goes wrong or you have some kind of failure, so what keeps you going on in that moment?
1: So I don't believe in work, right? I believe in activity. I get paid for an activity. I don't, <laughs> okay. Don't get paid for. I, I also don't believe in anything going wrong, right? I believe life is about lessons and the lessons are going to keep on coming until I learn them. If I haven't learned a lesson, it will result in pain. Uh, pain, people define that met, uh, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental pain as a mistake or a failure. I see it as an opportunity to grow, expand, and accelerate. Uh, So when I have a perspective about those lessons, I also have to understand the two golden rules of those lessons is that, number one, I will forget every lesson I've ever learned at one time or another. So even the key lessons that I've learned about gratitude and forgiveness and accountability and inspiration, I don't remember all day today. And the closer and faster I can catch myself and get back to or acknowledge or remember with that knowledge when I can get back to center and understand those things, then I now learn the lesson again. The other golden rule of lessons is, although I may forget every lesson at any time, I have the ability to access that lesson, even lessons that I haven't learned at any time, especially uh, with technology. So utilizing the competence of the theory of lessons and understanding those lessons allow me to grow, expand, and accelerate that they only make me stronger if I seek the truth and I enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of that truth or my potential, then I live in a different world and different mindset than most people because I'm allowing things to happen and not afraid of making what other people call mistakes or failures. I only see expansion, acceleration, and growth and lessons that I've forgotten that I need to access. And the key indicator to that is the pain which most people feel and call mistakes or failures. I see pain as an indicator that I need to learn.
0: These are really truly the words of a wise man. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your experience. How can my audience connect with you online?
1: Sure. At David Meltzer. If you remember my name, David Meltzer, you'll find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and TikTok. If you want to go to my website, it's D Meltzer. First initial, last name, the guy who owns David Meltzer. He hasn't given it up to me. He has a landing page that isn't mine, but I own dmeltzer.com. And I have a text community. If you're in the United States, it's 949-298-2905. I am available. I am of service. I'm happy to help everyone. And Anna, you're doing a tremendous job. And if you need any help, please reach out.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And my last question for today what message would you like to leave my listeners with? I know that you already told me a lot in my audience. I'm sure they learned a lot from you and, and you inspired them. But what would be the close message from you?
1: Thank you. My favorite message is simple be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Very simple. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, David, for coming today. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.